think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the first place. Yes, I said first place, Cincinnati Reds. They're tied, but they're still first place. All right, guys, you found the show. Do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I am up to 963 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, as you know, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right. We had a great weekend for Reds baseball, and I'm dying to get into it. But I got to get this out of the way first. We got to do some Bearcat talk a little bit. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it a whole lot because I did a lot of talking on Bearcat Country this weekend, and I can't really keep repeating myself and having the same argument and the same conversation with people. But the big, the Bearcats have suspended with pay Coach John Brandon until they figure out either they found something that he did wrong or they figure out how to buy him out. And I've heard it's either $5 million or it's, it's $1.5 million. Either way. They are trying to figure out how to get rid of him as a coach from what I have seen. So this is one thing I do want to put out there real quick that I posted this on Bearcat Country. I'm just giving you facts. This is it. I'm just trying to give you facts, people here. Now, this is a tweet from Mark Adams. Mark Adams is an ESPN baseball uh, announcer, analyst. He says, nearly 3.5 players and uh, teams on average are in the transfer portal. This is the equivalent of nearly 100 times, 100 teams transferring. Over 25% of all D1 players are transferring. And that number continues to grow. Fans continue to blame coaches. That might not look, uh, that might want to look at the bigger picture. It's more than coaching. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, like I said, they're going to fire John Brandon. I'm going to leave it at that. They're going to fire him. They're going to figure out some way to do it. Uh, all I care about is the program. I care about 
that jersey right there and that one. That's it. I don't care about the rest of the, all this other petty stuff. I don't care. I want them to figure out what in the world they're going to do. They're going to keep them. They're going to fire them. Figure something out and figure it out quickly because there's thousands of kids in this transfer portal. So there is a chance if they can, if they move on for Brandon, you get somebody in here pretty quickly and you hopefully can put a team together that'll be at least competitive next year. Because right now we got four prospects or four teams, four guys on the team. That's it. And we had one scholarship player, but he was coming because Brandon was the coach. Now Brandon's probably not going to be coach. I doubt he's going to be there. So anyway, I'm done talking Bearcats. Let's talk to Reds. Let's talk Nick Castellanos. And what a great beginning to the season was this. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I We've made memes. We had so much fun with this. I mean, we threw stuff out there like this. And then we threw some more stuff out there like this. And I had nothing to do with this one, but this is <laughs> on Wikipedia. Uh, if you look at the, the bottom part there, uh, he, Nick Cassianos, he also is the owner of the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> so uh, the internet won over the weekend as far as Reds fans go. It was amazing. Fantastic. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when he stood up over top of Wolford or whatever the hell the guy's name is, like, oh, and he, let's go. <laughs> that dude, I jumped out of my seat. I was talking to my wife on the phone because she was out doing something. I'm like, oh my goodness, get up, get up. Oh, I was fired up. And like I said, I did a live video on uh i think rounding third and heading for home i said the reds are putting their throat on the tweety birds and stomping them out and this is the first time that i have seen them do this to the tweety birds and i don't know how long i mean it is ridiculous and they have scored let's see here we're at 27 runs i had that written down somewhere where did i put that at yeah, 27 runs in three games. That's the first time they've scored 27 runs to open a series, to open a season since 1976. That was the big red machine. I mean, I am fired up. I Look, they are doing exactly what I have been talking about. They are giving professional at-bats. I even said that after the loss on opening day. If you look at the mindset, the way they're hitting the ball – they're working the count. They're hitting behind runners. They're moving guys over. They're making productive outs. These are all things that they didn't even come close to doing last year. And this is awesome. And that's the thing I've said before. The Reds have good hitters. And that's where I kept saying people are asleep on the Reds. I don't think they're going to be as bad as these experts say they are. I mean, we lost, we lost Trevor Bauer. Yes the best pitcher in the National League. We lost him. We had no shot of signing him. But we didn't lose anything else. I mean, Iglesias, yes. Again, but we didn't lose anything else. We still have the same team. And you moved Gino over to shortstop, which I, I, I didn't say he was going to be a great shortstop. Never said that. I said he could be serviceable, especially with the shifts and everything that they do. And he has. He's been serviceable, and he'll get better. I think he'll get more comfortable and confident over there. And then, I don't know about you guys. If you, I love listening to Barry Larkin talk. Barry Larkin, I think, has been a great addition to the TV uh, broadcast. Him and John Sodak, 
I really like him too. And one of the most interesting insights I think Larkin had was when Nick Cassianos took that 90-mile-an-hour fastball right in the ribs. Barry Larkin explained why that pisses them off. Because he's like, look, you are paid to throw the ball over the plate. And like Larkin said, to miss that bad, you have to miss by a couple feet. Not inches, feet. And you're paid to, you know, if you miss, miss by inches, not feet. That's what ticks them off. And he took it right in the ribs. And <laughs> Nick Cassiatis grabbed all his stuff up. Goes, hey, you want the ball? You, know, you want the ball? You don't like this one? All right, throw it away. Comes around and scores and <laughs> flexes on him. And then his interview after the game was perfect. I mean, he basically said, look, I care about one thing. Winning. Yeah, that's it. That's all that matters. The rest of this garbage doesn't matter. He goes, they, you know, he's kind of, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but they get upset all they want. But all he cared about was winning. That was it. It's, that is contagious. I mean, contagious to me. I am excited about the Reds and watching these guys play. It, that's what this team has been missing for a while. Now, Today comes out, which is uh, just ridiculous. I mean, one, he got thrown out. It's stupid. He didn't punch anybody. You, he didn't touch an umpire. Honestly, when they all jumped up, he backed up and didn't do anything. He just sat there and stared there at him and held the ground. And he had, sat there with his arms behind his back talking to Molina. That's it. He did nothing else. Molina actually bumped the umpire. If you watch the video when he's shoving, trying to go after Nick Cassiano. So if you really want to suspend somebody... For contact of social distancing, Yanni Merlina would be the one that actually made more contact to anybody than Cassianos did. All he did was stand up and yell at him. Yeah. Could have pissed the other team off? Of course it does. I mean, yeah, could have incited. Yeah, but Nick didn't throw a punch. And the and it wasn't because he threw he got he's not suspended because he threw a punch. He's suspended because he instigated a bench clearing brawl. That is what it is. The Cassianos is suspended for two games and fined an undisclosed amount. The suspension is for his aggressive actions in instigating the benches to clear. His actions. Not that he actually pushed anybody or hit anybody. He stood up and yelled. That's all he did. And he gets suspended. He's the only one that's getting suspended. Suarez and Winker also have been fined. An undisclosed amount. Molina, Arenado, and Hicks have all been fine too. Got there, Molina. He actually went after Nick Cassianos. Nick didn't. He backed up. Molina is the one that was the aggressor, aggressor in this whole thing. So if you really want to look at the video, he's the one that started it. Not Cassianos. All Cassianos did was stand up and yell. And dude, I dude, <laughs> you took a 90 mile an hour fastball in the ribs. And then you steal home. And by the way, the pitcher's got his knee in his back. So I'm sure that didn't feel very good. So where's the social distancing there? I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that he got suspended. I mean, they're they're appealing it, of course. And the thing is, Major League Baseball players, union needs to watch this. Because if that's suspending them for the social distancing thing, which is basically what it is. I know he says instigating a brawl, but no, it's, it's more social distancing. They want to keep everybody away from each other. Then they can suspend, suspend them for anything. 
What if David Bell comes out and gets an argument with the umpire and nobody touches anybody, but it gets so heated that all the benches come out and clear. Just people get, and no punches are thrown again. But it, who's get, is somebody getting suspended then? Because that's happened a couple of times where, you know, benches are clear and nothing actually happens, which basically nothing happened. Like literally nothing happened on this. So that's why, why are you suspending him? You're suspending him for standing up and, and saying, bleep, let's go. I mean, come on now. Rob Manford, I look, if you guys ever watch my show, I think Rob Manford is a complete clown. I think he's the worst commissioner in all of sports, and he needs to be removed from his job immediately because he's terrible. All right, let's see here. What's, what's up, Crown? Get some of your questions here. That was pure emotion. That was pure emotion, but baseball don't like that. Well, well, okay. They don't like that. Well, well, how come then they let them jump around and do somersaults and everything when they score now? So, I mean, you, you're not suspending them for that. You can't suspend them for this. I mean, the thing is, you, you got to have it. And the thing is, and they're using the social dis, distancing as a reason for this suspension. You usually get suspended if you bump an umpire, which Yadier Molina did, whether he did it on purpose or not, usually you touch an umpire, you're thrown out. He did. If you watch the video, he's going after Cassianos and he bumps right into the umpire. That's He should have been ejected right there, but he wasn't because he's Yadier Molina. And look, I respect the hell out of him. I can't stand the guy, but he's a great baseball player. And I can't stand it because he always beats us. you know. So I, I can't stand that. Let's see here. Read my first comment. What's your first comment? That was your first comment, Crown. There isn't anything else up there. If you have another comment on there, there's nothing up there. So. Let's see here. William. Yeah, not that one. This one. Sorry. All right, none of the Astros have been suspended for cheating. Exactly. Exactly. As I say, Rob Manford is a complete clown. He is the worst owner, or excuse me, not owner, commissioner of all sports. I don't know how you can't suspend any of the players for that. But anyway, I'm not rehashing stuff from the past. I mean, that it is what it is. But it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I keep it. Yeah, I, uh, I hate Molina. I do. I know. I hate Molina. <laughs> Somebody else has posted that for me. But yes, you're right. I hate Molina. <laughs> I can't stand him. Oh, my goodness. All right, Josh. Should have not gotten thrown out for celebrating. Pl- players in all sports do it every game. Exactly. I mean, yes. Was it demonstrative? Yeah. Was it ballsy? Yeah. Was it freaking awesome? Hell yeah, it was. I loved it. But it's not a, a suspendable thing. I mean, it's not. I mean, how many times have guys hit a home run or, or they get up to second base like, yeah, they steal, they steal a base. Yeah, let's go. The only difference is he's standing over the guy. And that's just the way it happened. It's not a, a suspendable thing. Oh, wait, here's. I get the new one here. Uh, Josh. The red birds are just crybabies. Yes, they are. The Tweety birds are nothing but crybabies. From Yada Yada Merlina 
all the way back to Carpenter, who I can, another one I can't stand. But it just it is it is ridiculous. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks, brother. I mean, it, it's just it's, it's silly. It's completely silly that he got he got run. But let's get to the to the offense. Let's get to the, the good things. And like I said, I even said this on opening day. I like their hitting approach. They're doing exactly what I, I not too bone horn, too too. But that's what I've been saying they needed to do. I said, if you guys watch, go back and watch my shows when we went 22 innings about scoring a run. I said, there was no approach. There was nothing. You're just up there swinging, swinging the swing, you know, swinging to try to hit a home run or strike out. This year, there's an approach. There's a confidence in this team. And that wasn't there at all last year. You know, I, and I know last year, COVID thing, Really screwed everything up because baseball players are they are the most routine professional players around. They do the same thing every single day. And last year they couldn't. Every day was different. You know, am I tested positive? Am I am I not? Is this guy positive? Can I go here? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can, you know, so they couldn't get into any routine. And I really truly believe that really hurt this team because we had. Nick Castellanos, who was new. Mike Moustakis, who was new. Uh, uh, Shogo, who was new. All these guys who are big parts of the team were all new, and they couldn't get acclimated to the team and get comfortable. This year, oh, they're comfortable. Now, the whole philosophy thing, I think, is completely different. And I will give this to Nick Crawl. And he said this, that they put an emphasis on making contact and hitting line drives, and that's what they're doing. And the thing is, if you hit a line drive, you hit it square, it's going to go out of the park sometime, but the best thing you hit it hard. Most of the time, good things are going to happen. And that's what's happening. And they're hitting behind runners. They're, they're making productive outs. Now, how many times last year did we have a guy in second and we might get him to third, maybe, but then we couldn't do anything. We, all, all you have to do is hit a fly ball in the outfield. And we couldn't even do that this year. They're doing, it. I mean, I know it's only three games. I mean, I know I'm really fired up and really excited, but they're two and one. Last two years, first year, David Bell, they were one and eight. Last year, they were two and five. They're two and one. And now we got the Pirates coming in, who are the worst team in our division. Doesn't mean you you sleep on them because you never know. The Pirates could come out and and uh, and uh, and win. But I really do. I have a good shot, or I think, and this is a question I put out for you guys and you guys in the chat. Do you think the Reds have a shot of sweeping the Pirates? Or do you think they will? I think they will. I think they got a great shot. Like I said, we're averaging 10, almost 10 runs a game. That is unbelievable. All right, let's get back to the chat here. Dave, what do you got? Uh, Molina should have gotten suspended. If it, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, Dave, he's the one who actually hit the umpire. And he didn't mean to do it. I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but either way, you touch an umpire, you're thrown out. He's the only one that did. and. The Castellanos didn't, and he didn't hit anybody. He stood up and yelled. So that's where, yeah. Uh, what's wrong with Winker? I've heard it's an illness. Um, I'm not sure anything else other than that, uh, which is weird because he was in the game Saturday or su- Sunday. No, Saturday. I think, he, I think he came out. He looked fine, but then he didn't play Sunday. So I don't know. Or to re- really, I don't, I don't know, Crown. But um. I think uh, I think he'll be back soon. 
All right, Dave. Reds play with emotion. I guess some people don't like that. Yeah, dude. Look. Emotion is a good thing, especially in baseball. You play 162 games. If Nick Cassianos can bring it like that every game, dude, if I was his teammate, it made me want to run through a wall for that guy. I mean, and the thing, and, and the thing, he's not doing it out of disrespect. He's not. If you listen to his interviews, he's fiery. He's emotional. He wants to win. He's like, dude, he goes, or excuse me, to quote him, bro, which I love what he's bro, I've lost my entire career. He goes, I want to win. That's all I care about is winning. I mean, I don't know. There's a guy I got hung up on the wall, war number 14, and that's pretty much all he cared about too. And we loved him in this city. That's where I'm like, I Nick Cassianos, I mean, I got Vado. Vado's been one of my favorite players, but Nick Cassianos shot past him. Nick Cassianos right now is my favorite red. I got a jersey ordered. <laughs> it's coming here. I'll be wearing it sometime soon. All right, let's see here. Dave, they could sweep the Bucks. Yes, I agree. I think they can sweep the Bucks. And the other good thing, too, that I got out of yesterday's game, well, two things, actually. Um, Not Hutchison. Um, The pitch started pitcher yesterday. Um, I can't remember his name now. Not Hutchison. What is his name? Anyway, if you guys watched the game yesterday, you know what I'm talking about. Where, where's number 23? He's the one who I was worried about uh, being in the rotation because he got shelled his last game in spring training. He pitched really good. I think it was five and two-thirds innings of one-run baseball. I'll take that. Now, I'll take that till Sonny Gray gets back, and then I want Sonny Gray <laughs> back in, the, in there. And uh, According to sources, Sonny Gray should be back in like two weeks. Uh, I don't have a timetable on uh, Lorenzen, but TJ Anton was back yesterday. That was great to see him. And let's see here. Jeff Hoffman. Yes, yes, you're right. Hoffman. You're right, Anthony. Yep, that's his name, Hoff Hoffman. So, yeah, that, that's who, who started yesterday. And he, I was impressed with him. And the thing I they said in the game, too, is him and the, the pitching coach have been working on new mechanics. And doing that on the fly is really hard to do. But it looks like it's it's worked out because, like I said, he pitched really well. The the one complaint that I have with David Bell, you know, I'm gonna find something. Hang on a second. The one only one complaint. Now we scored ten and twelve runs, so it's kind of hard to screw this up for David Bell. But the one complaint that I have, where's Armin Garrett? Our best relief pitcher hasn't got got in. Any games yet? We played three games. He hasn't got in at all. I will. I would like to get him in there. I don't know. It just relief pitchers need they need a pitch. You know, you need to get them in there at least every other day, at least two out of three days. You know, and we're in the third. It's gonna be the fourth fourth game tonight. He needs to get in there. But I mean, really, that's the only thing I have have to complain about about him is there's guys he's put in there that eh, maybe you should have thrown Armin out there to get him, get him some work. All right. Let's see here. What about Akiyama? Akiyama is still has out with a hamstring. He is down in Louisville. That's the alternate site right now. So he's working out, trying to get his hamstring back together and hopefully he'll be back 
soon. It was nice to see uh, Senzel back in there. You know, after he made that diving catch on opening day, then he was out. He missed the next. Well, he didn't start Saturday game, but then he came back in. I, this is another thing I liked. Yesterday, you look right up the middle. Stevenson was catching. Um, India was at second. Senzel was at, sir, thir, uh, at center field. All three of them came up in our system. All three of them contributed yesterday. That was awesome. That's what you want. That's what we had when we had Joey Votto come up, when we had, had uh, Jay, uh, Jay Bruce come up, and we had Homer Bailey come up, and on and on and on. And we went to you know three playoffs. We didn't win a series, but we went. Yeah, Luke, you're right. Crown Lucas Sims hasn't pitched either now. So it'd be nice to get to get both those guys in. I, you know, I'm hoping I'm, I would not be surprised to see one or both of them in today. Now I have a question for you. Yesterday on the broadcast, Jonathan India, his music, his walk-up music is the theme to the Pirates of the Caribbean. And John uh John Sodak was like, we gotta think of a nickname for this guy, you know, Pirates. He kind of got the long hair and he, He's uh he he, he kind of looks like a pirate, you know, with the headband and everything. So, you know, what what nick nickname can we come up with? And then Jim Day dropped the uh the red sparrow on him. I don't know about you guys, but I liked it. I, I think that was a pretty cool, cool nickname. So I'll just throw it out there if you guys uh you guys like that or not. All right, Crip, what's up, brother? Let's see here. I think I have a better chance of liking. Pittsburgh's own Mark Madden, then the Bucks have a, have a beaten the Reds, and I hate that guy. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, so you think they're going to win? I think they're going to, too. We'll find out tonight. All right, Dave. Games haven't gotten close enough for Garrett to pitch. He may be Reds' closer, but I agree he needs to pitch. Yeah, one thing is there's there's not going to be a quote unquote closer. And now you're you're right. That's that's why Sims and Garrett haven't pitched. But they need to pitch. They need to get he needs to try to get him in there tonight. That that has to happen because you, they that's how they stay sharp. If you know, if they sit there too long, then they're 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 too rusted, <laughs> you know. Relief pitchers need need uh need games. So hopefully we'll see them in there tonight. Let's see what I got here. Yep, I said the Reds. Now, this is one. I, I really want to keep repeating this because this, this is a great stat. And this gets me fired up because the Reds are hitting the way I thought they'd hit last year. But the Reds' offense is on fire. They've scored 27 runs. Like I said, 27. That's the most they've scored since 1976 in the opening series. That was the big red machine, people. That's pretty good right there. I'm not saying this team is the big red next coming of the big big red machine, but you score something 27 runs as much as the big red machine, and that was the last time that happened. That's good. Now the Reds start a three-game series tonight versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. First pitch is at 6:40. So I uh, 6:30, I will be getting off of here. So I can go watch this game. All right. Let's see your crown. What you got? Garrett will pitch against Pittsburgh. 
Dan, <laughs> want to fight the whole Pittsburgh team. <laughs> you got to get it. You got to get a straight crown. That's AG. That's 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 not our mean. Our mean is the guy that's in, in the dugout. AG is the one that's on the field. So AG wants to go fight the whole Pittsburgh Steelers. So I actually have a question. Now we've seen all the, the memes and everything, the special ones that, that I put up here, you know, like these. What's better? This one? Or I don't have, I wish I had it with me. Or two years ago, the uh, uh, Yasiel Puig looked like he was going to try to take on the whole Pittsburgh Pirates team or AG going after the Pirates. Which one's better? I mean, I think it's this one, not just because of the pitcher, the way the pitcher looks. It's the freaking Tweety Birds. They have tormented us. That is. They are the squealers of the baseball for us. I can't stand the Tweety Birds. I have a nickname for them. I call them the Tweety Birds. If you, I call you a nickname, I can't stand you. <laughs> so to me, that is the more iconic picture that of, of, of the group that we have. Now, just to let you guys know, I got to put that graphic on this one, but I don't have it on here. Um, you're watching Sports with Strawberry Ice. You can follow me on here on YouTube. Like I said, I'm at 960, what did I say, 63? Let me see here. Yep, 963 subscribers. So if you're new to the show, you're watching on Facebook or anywhere else, make sure you go to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. You can also follow me on Facebook under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm, on, I'm at 900 and... Uh, what do I got there? 945 followers. Twitter is actually starting to blow up. I have 323 followers on there on Twitter. I'm also on uh, Instagram and TikTok. And TikTok is kind of what I, if you guys missed the, the intro, those are my TikToks I did over the weekend. So, all right, let's get back into the conversation. Yeah. Dave, been great spending time with you, brother. <laughs> Thanks. You too, Dave. I guess you're. You might be taking off. I don't know, but don't be a, don't be a stranger. Um, Iceman, you have something against birds? <laughs> Just Tweety Birds. <laughs> Just Tweety Birds. I don't like them. Special ones from St. Louis. Oh, my goodness. They have tormented me. See ya. Uh, let's see here. Take it easy, Dave. All right. Uh, Dave also said, uh, when Garrett gets... In his first pitch, should be thrown at the buck, Bucks dugout. <laughs> oh well, if he does that, then that'll be his only pitch, and he'll be he'll be kicked out. But yeah, that would be funny. Uh, yes, the rat birds. I can't stand the rat birds. Yeah, you got the rat birds. You got the Tweety birds. You got the squealers. I don't have anything for except for the I call the pirate the pirates irates. I gotta think of something for for them. And then the Cubs or the Bubs or the Dub. Well, not the Dubs, Bubs. Bums, whatever. I can't stand them either. Even though I went to Wrigley Field last year, which Wrigley Field is, dude, if you ever get a chance to go there and watch a baseball game, it's awesome. It is really, well, not last year. Sorry, two years ago. Last year, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but two years ago, I got to go to uh, to a uh, uh, Cubs game. Oh, no, I'm not signing off yet, brother. No, I'll be here till 6.30. No, I usually go, I usually go about an hour. Try to go about till 6.30, and then, then I'll be try- signing off. But it's just uh, halfway through, I try to tell everybody what you're watching and and uh, what's going on. 
So anyway, let's get into let's get into David Bell here. The mad scientist is what I call him. Pile of rats. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta bring that up. Sorry. Pile of rats. What's uh, is that for the uh, Ravens or for the uh, Tweety Birds? All right, let's get into uh, like I said, the mad scientist David Bell. Now he is going through a rough patch, so you have to to give give him credit. His he just lost his his brother right before the season started, so he's got a lot of emotion going on there, and he missed a couple of spring training games, but he was there for opening day, and I, I gotta give him credit. He has not screwed with the lineup, and I I, I love that. Even when Winker wasn't in there, he put uh Night uh Nyquist up there and let him lead off and went. Nyquist hit a three-run homer yesterday, but he kept everybody in the same batting order. And to me, and that, there's just some of my complaints about David Bell, that he mixes and match. He does too much. Maybe he's starting to figure it out that you don't have to do as much. You have really good players. If you get these guys comfortable and settled in a position in the batting order, keep them there. I'm not saying, you know, the whole year, but right now, I wouldn't mess with nothing. That batting order is on point. I mean, honestly, even if Shogo comes back, um, Winker would lead off for me. You know, along with Winker. Hopefully, Winker's back in the lineup tonight. I I have not heard anything. Uh, how did David Bell's brother pass away? Uh, he unfortunately died of cancer. That's what he had. So yeah, his, his brother died of cancer. So that that's a big. Uh, that was uh, last week. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, beginning of last week or a week before that. It was a week before that because last week was opening day. Yeah, it was a week before that. But yeah, unfortunately, he's died. His dad, uh, his brother passed away of cancer. But David Bell, I, I just, I can't, I, there's not, like I said, there's not a whole lot I could complain about. I, I like to see him get Sims and Garrett. I think they got to get them in there, but I give him credit. And like I said, I said this lots of times. I want to be wrong about David Bell. I want to be wrong. I want the Reds to win. I want to go to the playoffs. Hell, I want to go to the World Series. I want to win. I want, dude, I want the Reds to win the World Series this year, and I want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know? That's what I want. I, I want that every year. Every fan should want that. So, I can bang on David Bell all I want. If he turns it around and proves me wrong, fine. I don't care. Like It's just like the whole Bearcat thing. All I care about is the Reds. You know, what they do. You know, I want my teams to win. I want the Bengals to win. I want the Reds to win. I want the Bearcats to win. I don't give a crap about the rest of them. I don't care. So if I think you're doing a bad job, yeah, I'll call you out. I will. Brandon, I don't think did a bad job. Throw that out there real quick. <laughs> Crown says no winker tonight. All right. Well, hopefully he'll be back. You know, we'll see. But that's the thing. It's like, to me, if you're a fan, you're a fan. No matter what, you're a fan. I mean, I, I was born here, right here in the west side of Cincinnati. I was born here, raised here, probably die here. <laughs> and right back here, these are my teams. So, you know, it's just, I just wish fans would understand when you complain about something, if it works out, and it's the opposite way of you thought it would go, which, I mean, I didn't think David Bell would be doing this good. You got to own up. I know David Bell's been doing good. I'm fine with it. I'm happy with it. Let's see. What's up, Josh? Love the 
red hot start wreck the pirates. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing I've said. They have got to get off to a good start because if you start one and eight or two and five, like they did the last two years, you're behind the eight ball. You got a lot of games to go to try to make up. I know it's 162 games, but still, everybody else is still playing. If they get off to better starts than you are, like the Cardinals, <laughs> the Tweety Birds, they're in last place. <laughs> oh, they're in last place. How awesome is that? I'm sorry. That's great. The Pirates are above them. The Pirates are above the Cardinals. <laughs> Come on. How can you not get excited about this? And just look, if it all crashes, then it all crashes, you know, then we'll be, be miserable then. But let's be excited. Let's be fun. Let's be, let's let's have some fun with this. This is awesome, dude. Let's see here. Oh, sorry. Uh yes, the NL Central is ours to take it. Yeah. And that and that's what look, I'll tell you, this is what where's that? Oh, I'm bringing it down here. This is what this picture to me. Put everybody on notice. It, it put the NL Central on notice. The Reds are here. We're not backstepping. We're moving forward and we're coming after you. We ain't scared of you. Those days are over. We got pitching and we can hit and we can play with anybody. So watch out. That's what that picture says right there. That should be like in. That, that should be like in every part of the ballpark. You know, let's go. <laughs> that's the way I am. You know, that's the way it looks like to me. All right, let's see here, Crown. Let's get back into this. Crown, uh, they have to beat the bad teams. Exactly. And that's that's where I think it's important tonight. They're playing the Pirates. They're not very good. You should crush them. You just got done crushing the Cardinals. Crush them. Go out there, do the same thing you did. You go out there and you win. All right, Anthony, let's see here. No one gave the uh, Reds a shot this weekend. Nobody gave the Reds a shot all year. Nobody was picking them. They were picking the Cubs. They were picking the Cardinals. Hell, someone picked the Brewers. I'm like, you do realize the Reds lost two players. They did. That's all they lost from their playoff team last year. They lost Bauer and they lost Iglesias. I mean, yeah, you could say Garcia, the shorts. Well, we didn't really have a shortstop last year, so it wasn't that big of a loss. I mean, offensively, it's actually something we gained. Now, hopefully, Gino gets better at shortstop. And like I said, I never said that he was uh, he was going to be a Gold Glove uh, shortstop or anything. Let's see here, Jacob. What do you got? Great job on repping Team Chase last Wednesday. Who's that? Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I couldn't say a whole lot because there's so much, you know. So many other guys on there, and you know, what do you have a a panel that big? You don't want to keep talking over each other because then nobody will hear anything. So, but I had my shot and I took it. But yeah, I appreciate it. And, and I'm Team Chase. I mean, I'll admit I'm Team Team Chase. But if they take Sewell, I'm not going to be upset. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> we get one of the two, and the Jets just traded Sam Darrell, according to reports. So the Jets are going to take quarterback. I think there's a very, very, very good shot. There should be four quarterbacks taken. And Chase and, and Sewell are be sitting there. And Pitts. And the Bengals can just pick whoever they want. <laughs> Anthony, I like that. Yes. That should be a billboard in Cincy. Yes, I agree with you. 
That should be well. Since yeah, they're gonna make a shirt. Actually, since these shirts uh, was uh, they were tweeting out that they might be making a shirt. And I told them I want one. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if they uh, they made one or not. I haven't seen one. But yeah, it's it's very it's very exciting. Yeah, okay, Dave, this series should show show they're for real. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's the thing. And it is. Let's. I don't want to downplay playing the Pirates. Yes, they're a terrible team. But if you're a championship team, you don't play down to to your opponent. Which some Reds teams have done in the past. You know. How many times we see where, oh, we should blow them out and we barely lose or we barely beat them. We need to go there and step on their throats. I mean, the night, and, and the other thing I like about this team, <clears throat> I don't like, I mean, I'm not saying we have to go out and fight all the time, but the last couple of years, and I'll give this to David Bell. So it's, he's been the manager. These, this team is not scared to fight anybody. And it reminds me of the 90 team. And if you remember to like 88, 89, 90, they would fight all the time. I mean, you remember the fight with Ray Knight and and Eric Davis? I mean, those guys weren't scared of nobody. And that's what this team's like. They're not scared of you. You know, they'll they'll fight you in the parking lot. So there's a lot of good things that I like about this team. All right, let's see here. What do you got? They put Indy at short, put Indy at short and Moose at second. Really? You you want to do that? I I why would you want to move Indy? Both of them are playing actually. Both of them are playing great where they're at. Why would you want to move them if that's what you're if that's what you're saying? <clears throat> All right, Chris B. Do a little bit of Bengals talk here. If Chase and Pitts are gone, do we take Suell at five? Yes. Now, if Jason Pitts are gone, he takes two five. But dude, look, okay. If you watch the Civil War, uh, Malik Wright. If you guys haven't checked him out, check him out on Twitter. He, he's a great follow. Um, said if, from his information that the Bengals have no, no interest in Pitts. It's either Swords Chase. So, and like I said, there's going to be at least three quarterbacks gone, possibly four, before the Bengals pick. So there's a very good chance one of those two is going to be be there for the Bengals. But if they're gone, if Sewell's sitting there, yeah, take Sewell. Because, I mean, the thing is, if you're up there and you're worth a top five pick and you're the wide receiver or offense lineman, which are two spots the Bengals need, you take them. I say you take Chase because I think you can get Leatherwood or somebody like that in the second round who you can start a guard and kick out the tackle later on. But that's that's just what I think. And I, I and honestly, I don't think – I think they're both going to be there. To be honest, no way Chase and Sewell are gone with a Ch- Chets, Jets trade. If anything, it hurts us trading back. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, well, I don't, I mean, look, <laughs> if Chase or Sewell were there, I don't want to trade back. I want one of those two. So, no, I don't want to trade back. If Chase, if Chase or Sewell is there, I'm taking one of them. I mean, I, I want Chase. Yeah, and Anthony said Atlanta might take Pitts. They might. Anthony, honestly, I like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they take quarterback. I really wouldn't. It would not shock me if Atlanta takes quarterback. Matty Ice is getting older, and the script is there. 
you get a young quarterback like the Bengals have right now, and you build around them, and you go win a Super Bowl before you have to pay the quarterback. That's that's the script. That's the blueprint. And that's what a lot of NFL teams are trying to do. And next year's quarterback class is not that good. But you never know. I mean, Atlanta might want to make one more run with Matty Ice. We'll see. But I would not be surprised if uh, they do it. All right. Dave, just a thought. So Suarez can go back to third. I'm probably wrong. Uh, it was swear- Yeah, but I, I, right now I don't mess with anything. Right, Dave, honestly, right now I don't mess with a thing. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. You leave it alone right now. Just leave it. I Honestly, I think Suarez will get better. I, I really do. I think it's not like Gino hasn't played shortstop. He's played it before, you know? So Moose has played third base. You have guys playing in, in positions that they played before. So that's why I'm like, I, just leave them. Right now, right now, don't mess with anything. <laughs> They're playing too good. All right, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. All right. Will be nice to see the Bengals come out on fire too. Yeah. And look, if they hit this out of the ballpark, like I think they got a really good shot, meaning the draft. I know Ace and and, and Ace and, and 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 James Rapine and 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 uh, Jake Liskow, none of them think like I do. They they think it's gonna be a struggle, and it probably is, but dude, they hit this out of the park. We we got a shot. We got Joe Burrow, you always got a shot. I will say that. Dallas, what's up? I think they're getting chased for another great young receiver. So he'll mold with Burrow. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, Jacob. I think Sewell will be the pick just because of everyone at Sewell's Pro Day. I think Burrow could win with Ronda Moore. Yeah, at anything. Yeah, I mean, it could be. And if also the other thing, it also could be smoke. You know, because Duke Tobin was the only one at Chase's. Zach and Duke and everybody was at Sewell's. It could just be smoke. Who knows? I don't, like I said, I'm not going to be upset if they take Sewell. I'm not. I mean, I might be a little disappointed, but it's still, either way, you're either going to get a really good wide receiver or a really good tackle, hopefully. You know, but it's a draft, and you never know what's going to happen. So we'll see. All right, we're kind of mixing and matching here. Uh, all right. Bengal Kyle 53 says, I want to see Senzel in the field. He gets injured too much in outfield. Honestly, he gets injured when he played infield too. Now he he just injured prone. He got he got injured in the minors and he played infield. So it that has nothing to do with where he plays. He's just he just gets hurt. And unfortunately, there's guys like that, and hopefully he'll get over it. But uh yeah, Moose's natural position is third. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't move him. Exactly. Uh, Chris, Chase of Pitts look like can't miss pro, pro prospects. Not convinced Sewell is so much better than Slater. Mayfield, yeah, I mean, I, Chris, I'll tell you this. and I, My problem with, with Sewell is he played in the Pac-12. I'm not a big Pac-12 fan. I mean, if he played, and I, I, hate, I can't stand the SEC, but I give him respect. If he played in the SEC and he did that in the SEC, I'd, I'd probably say take him all day long. And, and the thing is, too, the Bengals have had such bad luck with offensive linemen here lately. I mean, I from a boy, he to Fisher to Price, to, you know, on and on. The guys that they drafted in the last five years, 
I mean, Jonah Williams, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bust. He's got to stay healthy. That would help if he could stay healthy for once. But he still hasn't been the monster that we, we hoped he is yet. So, all right. Let's see here, Bengal. Chiefs and Bucks won because of their quarterback and tons of weapons. True, true, but the Buccaneers really won because of that defense. That defense shut down Kansas City because they were missing two tackles. And then and Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. So you're right, but it's also they had a great defense, and that helped a lot. Okay, let's see here. That is. Let me get Dallas. Yeah, hold on. You guys are blowing a chat up. I go click on one and it goes away. Also, love Pitts as well because you already know how I feel about tight end. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and like, I'm I'm with you, Dallas. I, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be good. But like I said, according to Malik Wright, like I said, go follow him on Twitter. Uh, his sources are the Bengals are not going to draft a tight end that high. It's going to be sore chase. And that's not me. That's, that's Malik Wright saying that. Josh, for the Bengals – they should be in win mode or in win now mode. You got your quarterback for a cheap and wide receiver for cheap. Why not make a deal with Miami or Detroit to get one of those top two picks? Who cares about the next two draft? If there's generational talent, well, why would they have to make? I mean, who do you want them to trade up for? They don't need a quarterback. You want to? Who cares about the you want to trade with who again? Detroit. Detroit's they're below us. I don't know. You want to trade down to get generational talent. I don't know. I'm, I'm for some reason I have a hard time following what you're saying because they're going to get generational talent at five, either Sewell or, or uh Chase. So I, I, me, to me, look, somebody tweeted me out a couple of different mock drafts and I will promise I'll put them up tomorrow. Cause I wasn't really planning on talking a whole lot of Bengals. I was trying to talk reds, but let me talk Bengals. Um, there's a very good chance they, they can draft chase and they have Leatherwood in the second round. You do that. You're I mean, put it this way with the signing of Riley reef, they only need one and they resigned Spain. You only need one starter. And that's guard. That's all you need for next year. That, that's all you need. You, everything else is pretty well set. And I think uh, you want to get to get another pick. But I don't want to give up a chance of not getting uh, Sewell or uh, yeah, Sewell or, or uh, Chase. So, no, I, I'm you're at five. Sewell and Chase are basically going to fall into your lap. One of them is going to be there. And so I'm like, no, you don't you don't trade out of that. I don't think anyway. So that's where I, I just you keep you stay at five. If you can make something happen in the lower rounds, fine. But if Sewell or if Sewell and Chase aren't there, then yes, you trade out. But they're going to be there. I mean, because there's going to be at least three quarterbacks taken. <laughs> so the only one in front of us is Atlanta, and they're going to take. They could take Pitts if they take Pitts. Then Sewell and Chase are both there. So I saw like I want the generational talent. I agree with you on that. We need the generational talent, and they're both right there. Uh, okay. Get back to the Reds talk here. Dave, do you think or do you think about Votto changing his what do I basically what do I think about Votto changing his stance? I actually like it. I it's not even just the stance. 
It's the mental approach that he's taking. He's not up there worrying about on-base percentage. He's not worrying about whatever the heck he kept worrying about. He had so many other things on his mind. He said all he's worried about is doing damage to the baseball. And you can see it by the way he's swinging. How many times do we see him do this stupid little half swing? And it drove us all nuts. I haven't seen him do it one time this year. He's swinging. And I like it. He's trying to drive the ball. And, dude, he's they got him batting third. That's what we need him to do. You're batting third. You're in there to drive runs in. So I love the approach. I love I love everything about it right now. So, all right, let's see here. Josh. What's up, my boy Josh? I'm ready for the draft to happen already. Yeah, me too. They put it, they pushed it back a couple years ago. It didn't used to be this long until the draft. But yeah. Uh, let's see here. And Josh says. Generational talent has been thrown around too loosely. I mean, I think Chase is a generational player. I'm not so sure Sewell is just because of where he played. That's And that's my biggest concern with Sewell. And maybe I'm wrong. If they take him, I hope he's great. I, like I said, I'm not going to be upset if they take him. So, uh, all right. Oh, Josh, you're trying to clarify here. Because sometimes I read stuff, dude, and I don't always understand. All right. Sorry. I'm confusing you. I want the Bengals to stay at five. And take one of the one of the three and then trade with Miami or Detroit to oh, I see. I got you now. That is if they would want to do that. You know. Uh, yeah, that would be I'd take that. You, you trade back up and, and try to get, you know, try to get Sewell and and Chase. I got you. That would be that would be awesome. But I that depends on if Detroit, you know, is willing to dance. And you never know, might happen. But I okay, I got you now. I got you now. I understand what you're saying, Josh. Thanks for clarifying. Oh, yeah. Sometimes people type stuff and I read it and I'm like, what? And that's just my own fault. Um, <clears throat> yeah. He's talking about getting back in the draft after. Yeah. Yep, exactly. He clarified. Thanks, Crypt. All right, let's see here. Yes, I agree with you, Anthony. Yes. I think he thinks Vado is feeding off the energy of Cassianos. Yes. I think the whole team is. Dude, if you have that, that dude on your team, he's intense. He's fun to watch. He's fiery. Those, those are players I love. That's why I always like Pete Rose. That's why I always like Chris Sabo. Those are players like that. That's why I like Deion Sanders. If you watch Deion play baseball, he's a fiery guy. <laughs> I liked watching him play. The Barry Larkin. They were, you know, they were fire. I mean, Barry Larkin didn't growl and all that stuff, but he's an intense player. Those are guys I like. I like that a lot. And that that's just contagious. It's just flat contagious on your team. When you have a guy like that, you can't help but just go, let's go, you know? Like I said, I feel that way. And I'm sitting in my chair watching it on TV. How do you think they feel in the dugout? They're like, let's freaking go rip somebody's head off. <laughs> and that's awesome. Uh, let's see here. What do you got, Anthony? He's the guy in the lineup that's yeah, they're missing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And well, not just in the lineup, it's also in the in in the clubhouse. Just in, in every day, just being around. You know? All right, Josh. What do you got? Uh, the Bengals have to be getting phone calls about five with these. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll put it this way. 
if Atlanta doesn't take a quarterback, their phone's going to blow up because there's our teams that want quarterbacks. So, yeah, like I said, the Bengals are in a perfect spot. Perfect spot. But I still, I don't, I don't want to trade out of it and not get one of those two guys. Okay. All right, Dallas. Who do you think is going to win tonight, Gonzaga or Baylor? Well, I probably Gonzaga. I'm kind of rooting for Baylor because they got a Cincinnati kid on there. Um, but I would, I would say probably Gonzaga. Unfortunately, I will not be able to stay up and watch it. I got to go to work <laughs> early, so it starts at nine o'clock, which. Why the hell they started at nine o'clock? They're playing in Indiana, Indiana, Indianapolis. So they started at eight. I mean, geez, that's just, I don't know. I don't get that. Uh, let's see here. Crip. I love Deion on the red. Yes. Deion Sanders is a red was fun. Uh, I liked him. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. 10 people watching only five likes. Come on, fellas. Hit that button. Exactly. Come on. Hit that. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that like and subscribe button. Give me, I got three likes. <laughs> I got 17 people watching right now. <laughs> Appreciate there. Hey, Chris. Uh, all right, Anthony. Well, Vado's time as captain is up. Castellano's team's now. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, and the thing is, I think Vado would be okay with that. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, either Nick's team or, 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 or Joey's team. It can be both. And I, you know, they're both intense players. I mean, Joey Votto is an intense player. He's not as emotional <clears throat> as as Castellanos is. He won't get up and scream at your face. But you get him. I've seen him fired up a lot too. So we got a lot of very fiery guys on this team, and I love it. That's awesome. Let's see here, Anthony. Yeah, it takes. Oh yeah, and that's the thing too. If you look at Votto. He, he looks more relaxed. You know, he does. He just looks like he's up there. He's just swinging. One of those likes or means or mine. Oh, thanks, Crip. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Um, but yeah, he just, Vado just looks like he's, he's more relaxed, more just, I'm going to swing and you know, what happens happens, you know? And that's, that's good. Crown says, who's faster, Dion or Billy Hamilton? Ah, that's a good question. I know Billy, I just saw Billy Hamilton. He's playing for the White Sox. Um, I have no idea. I would say Dion because he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but who knows? We'll have to see. All right, Josh. I wish Marty was still in the booth to call these games. He <laughs> would have gone crazy over this weekend. Yeah, but I mean, I actually, I, yes, I, I miss Marty. I do. I, I but, but, I, I actually like Tommy Thrall. I, I, I enjoy him in Cowboy. I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with Chris Welch because he was on, he was a third man in the booth on TV on opening day, and I haven't seen him since then. So, and I and I really actually liked all three of them together. I, I like that three-man booth. I kind of wish they'd do that more often as far as TV goes. But Tommy Thrall, I think Tommy Thrall is, is good. No, he's not Marty Brenneman. Let's be serious. Let's be real here. There's only one Marty Brenneman. There are only ever be one Marty Brenneman. So nobody will ever be able to fill those shoes. I mean, but I think Tommy Thrall does a good, does a very good job. I, I like, I like listening to him and I enjoy him. Wow. It's already six 30. All right. I'm gonna get the heck out of here. Cause I want to go watch the Reds game. And I hope you guys do the same, but as always, I'd like to thank the Facebook 
Facebook pages that let me live stream. They are Hootay Nation, who's a great Bengals group. If you guys are a Bengals fan, go check out that group. They're fun. They're very interactive. Since I read Ronnie Third heading for home, I got to give a shout out. To, I, man, I wish I could remember his name. Somebody went live on, on, on since I read Ronnie Third and heading for home on Saturday. And as soon as he did it, that's when the Reds started started scoring. And man, I wish I could remember that guy's name. I was commenting on him, but shout out to you. And he said it happens a lot when he goes live. So make sure you go live a lot. That was before Castellanos. That was any before that, but that was fun. So Cincinnati Reds riding for third and heading for home is a very good group. Bearcat Country, another great group you guys can join. Ohio State Bucknuts for all you Buckeye fans out there. Make sure you guys join that one. And then the Ice Bar, my show page group. We do a lot of silly memes, TikToks, stuff like that. I will be putting the sound, pulling the sound off later on today and putting it on the podcast. So if you guys missed any, any of the show, I want to listen to it again. Check it out on the podcast on Bean Pod, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, pretty much wherever you get your, your podcast at. YouTubers, love it. We're at 963 when I started the show. Hopefully, I added some people. That'd be great getting so close to 1,000. I appreciate every single one of you guys. It is awesome. And other than that, as my friend Jeremy D would say, which actually Jeremy should be on the show next week or next week, tomorrow. But as he would say, everybody, ready? All together. Remember one thing and one thing only. You don't live in T- Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? Let's go Reds. Kick the freaking snot out of the Pirates. Let's sweep this series. Let's get a big old lead. Take the Central and let's do this thing. Other that, that's your sports, baby. See ya! Think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down. Everybody's hands go As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.